The following Art Trap production is brought to you by the Gallifreyan Embassy and has been made possible by donations from listeners like you. Live from new, 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 new Toronto, this is Doctor Who Podshock. Doctor Who Podshock. Okay, well, let's do it. No, I <laughs> you know, Whatever it is, if it's valuable, send it to us. <laughs> <laughs> For the best in all things Doctor Who, it's Doctor Who Podshock, the podcast all about Doctor Who, the longest-running science fiction television program with Louis Trapani, Ken Deep, hello, James Norton, hello, news, fabulous, reviews, and fan mail for James, Uh, Doctor Who Podshock, from the Gallifrey Embassy and Outpost Gallifrey. You know, that guy James was really cool. Oh yeah, what blew that? I'm the Doctor, and who are you? Outpost Gallifrey and the Gallifreyan Embassy present Doctor Who Podshock, episode 152. My name is Ken Deep, alongside Mr. Louis Trapani. Yes, my name is Louis Trapani. And <laughs> joining us on this week's episode, our friends from the North, our friend from the North, Mr. Mike Durin, our Canadian correspondent. Hey, glad to, glad to be back after a long absence. Welcome back. Yes, welcome back. It's, Thank you. Uh, today's episode is going to have a bit of a Canadian flavor to it, like Canadian bacon. Yeah, we've been very busy. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot going on. Uh, James wasn't wasn't able to join us this week, but luckily Mike was or is, and and he has some things to talk about. In in addition to some Doctor Who news involving Canada, he's involved in Who Party. 14 in Toronto. It's a Doctor Who convention taking place in Toronto, Canada. And so we'll get the scoop on that as well as some news and, and, and reviews and things and whatnot. It's just the usual Doctor Who Podshock mayhem, mm-hmm. but with a, a Canadian feel to it. So let's drop the puck and get right into uh, the newsroom. Are you dropping pucks again? Well, uh, I don't know whether uh, I know you you touched a little bit in uh, the last episode uh, in a very last minute way uh, talking about the announcement. Breaking of, news! Yes, of the of obviously the new that was uh, done after we obviously we just finished recording and that's when the news broke about um, Karen um, Gillen, Gillen, as we know, is the new companion for uh, playing against Matt Smith. Yes, and playing an as yet unnamed companion. Now that being said, with our track record, it means the announcement will come out tomorrow as to what her name is. <laughs> because last week we talked on the podcast like, oh, any day now they're going to announce who the companion is, and twelve hours later they they make that announcement. So uh, so now that I've said, oh yeah, we don't know who she's playing, that means tomorrow there'll be an announcement. It's just the way it seems to go. <laughs> When you're trying to, to be timely. Um, well, we and, might as well just say, well, we know they're going to start shooting in this summer, so we know that tomorrow they'll start shooting. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, it's got to be sometime soon. So um, let me get everybody's take on this announcement about Karen. Uh, it, it, you know, what, what can you say? She, I, she, I'm, not sure, I'm not sure how to judge. It, it, sounds, uh, it sounds like a very, she sounds like a very Stephen Moffat-style choice going to be looks looks very different than what we've had before uh in the, she's in the a new cutie series. she's a redhead she's and redhead. and young too well i think she's 21 yeah 21 years but she's uh, everyone's not everyone but there there are those that are making a fuss over her age but that's i mean that's really nothing new we've had other actresses and actors as companions that 
have been younger than her as the, well oh, in the past. People are making a fuss that she's too old or too young. Too young. That how many? Well, I mean, I, I think Rose was supposed to be probably around that age, and if, even if Billy Piper was older. But uh, certainly in the classic series, we had many companions who oh, were yeah. uh, teenagers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think perhaps the, the the fuss is that the doctor is 26 and she's 21, and, and the combined age well, of the two you actors go back to, is yeah. 46. But if you go back to Peter Davison's TARDIS, um, he was um, surrounded by young companions as well. A- absolutely. I, yeah. I don't know what the fuss is. I think people are making a fuss for the sake of making a fuss, but I think she's well, going to be wonderful. Think, you know, <laughs> a lot of older fans are getting older, and, and they they're seeing um, you know they they're so used to having seen the show growing up where the actors and actresses on the screen were of their age or older and now they're much much younger than them. you know so there there's a there's a um a thought that uh, people have a difficult time having someone younger than themselves be a hero be it a musician or an actor or something like that. And, and there might be something to that because as you're saying, Lewis, we're all, we're all older than we were when we first started watching Doctor Who. And, and maybe we were looking up to someone who was older than us to be our hero. Now we're seeing the, these things being cast and they're younger and younger and younger. And, and it's, it's kind of like, well, geez, this, this, this guy could be my son, you know, um, or this girl could be my daughter. And, and maybe that's just a little, disconcerting and that's where you're getting a touch of that that um oh they're so young now but it's a young person's game and it's a young person's show and it's Uh, nothing new like i said we have plenty of other companions that we can uh call we can just between the three of us we probably can name all the younger companions than her in the past yeah Yeah, absolutely it's it's not the publicity photo shows her in a flannel shirt which is um, you know, there's a, there's a certain vibe between the, the two publicity photos that we've seen with Matt Smith now and, and with, uh, with Karen as well. So, It should also be noted that we have seen her in Doctor Who before. She was in mm-hmm. uh, Fires of Pompeii. Yeah, and if you blink, you'll miss her. <laughs> as the soothsayer. Yes, one of them anyway. Yes. And, uh... I don't believe she had any speaking parts or um, she may have joined in the chant. But uh, I don't. I don't believe she had actually any lines. After she was announced, I went back and watched Fires of Pompeii, and um, and as I said, if you blink, you miss her. She's not even in the credits. So. No. Well, well, that's uh, the first bit of news. That's sort of a, a show news, but uh, and probably one of the biggest news stories in the world of Doctor Who and the overall uh, community of Doctor Who is the announcement. Of uh, that July 31st will bring to an end, bring to a close, the Doctor Who forum known as Outpost Gallifrey. Yeah, Outpost Gallifrey and the Doctor Who uh, forum that was on there um, are both closing. But Gallifrey1.com is not closing. That's still going to be a dedicated site for the the annual conventions in Los Angeles, the Gallifrey 1 convention. So the site isn't going away, but Outpost Gallifrey, the name and everything that accompanied it, is now um, going away, and it's just going to be a dedicated site for for the convention. Mm-hmm. So the con- the convention is continuing, and that the next one will be Gallifrey Twenty One in February two thousand ten, featuring Peter Davison. So the conventions are continuing, but the forum and like all the archives, the things, all the resources they have with episodes and episode guides and castle all that's going to be gone well yeah. i don't know that it, i don't think sean mentioned that it's i mean it, 
I, unless you two can tell me otherwise, I know um, I communicated a little bit with Sean after the announcement, and um, but we didn't really touch upon that, whether or not he's going to archive that in some manner. I would be very surprised if he didn't, but it's you know it's it's the, it's you know it's his call really. Well, most of the uh, the episode guides and the story guides and the reviews and all all of those things that they had apart from the forum have actually been gone for a couple of years now. Uh, they took them offline. Previously, when when the site uh, reduced, uh, there was a point where it went down to just being a forum, and mm -hmm. then the news page came back. And at that yeah. point, a lot of that content uh, went offline, and uh, it's been offline ever since. Well, the the episode guide was there because we've been using, I've been using that as a resource, you know, oh, okay. during the show. They used to, perhaps it just used to be so much more there. So it's, I, I think it's been a slow, a slow scale back. Uh, yeah, this isn't the. This really shouldn't come as a shock in that uh, in the past, Sean has um, scaled down the website. It was a monster at one one point. It really mm -hmm. is the, uh, um, the the benchmark for yeah. Doctor Who fan sites. It, it shows an interesting uh, aspect to the idea of, of fandom moving online, maybe away from meetings, away from conventions, away from fanzines. And, you know, it's all online now. It's all online but when that goes away, you can't take it with you. You know, we yeah. can all have shelves of old fanzines from the 70s or 80s or 90s. But when that forum goes that replaced a lot of that, uh, unless you're somehow going to try and archive it yourself, and I'm not sure how you do that, you know, you don't have access to it anymore. Yeah, it's all gone. That's, so the, it's, that's the, the one knock against the digital age is that... Yeah. When you pull the plug, you pull the plug, and it's gone. Yeah. Well, for static pages, there's the, there's the Internet Archive resource, which, um, but it's it doesn't really work too well for interactive sites. As but for um, you know it, that that will, on a, on occasion, take snapshots of sites and store them for archival purposes. And you can go back and visit a site from 1998 if you like right now, you know. And but you only be seeing select pages, and it's not going to have the full content. Let's let's also um, you know make it clear we've had an association with Outpost Gallifrey, uh, Doctor Who Podshock. Um, Podshock will continue. Doctor Who Podshock and the Gallifrey Embassy, uh, of course, being a separate entity, and, and uh, the Gallifrey Embassy, by the way, being 24 years old in this this month, June, will continue, and we've appreciated. Uh, Outpost Gallifrey's support over the last couple of years, both at the convention and online with our online presence, it definitely was a big help to us, and, and we appreciate it and, and want to thank Sean and, and everybody involved. Well, in, also, on that yeah. same note, that our relationship isn't going away either. We're still going to be associated with the Gallifrey One conventions, even though Outpost Gallifrey is going away. Again, uh, we are still going to be very much connected to the conventions. We're still doing the live on-stage shows there. We still have, um, you know, we'll still be doing the preview shows and and doing the interviews with the guests at the conventions and all that. So we're still very much going to be connected. Pretty much what's going to be changing is maybe, you know, the name Outpost Gallifrey being presented by Dr. Hupachak will be changing, of course. But And, yeah. you know, it's it's, uh, it's it's just a coincidence, but it's great that, that Mike is here. Mike is actually the guy who really pushed you and I to go to... <laughs> The Gallifrey conventions for the first time. It's like you really got to go. You're really going to enjoy this. And, yeah. Well, Mike's and been a long time right. <laughs> uh, and, uh, convention goer. There, he's been. It's been. You've been there pretty much uh, since the beginning for the, oh, almost. No. no, no, just just for about the last decade or so. I missed the first half of uh, 
uh, certainly the first half of the history of Gallifrey, but mm -hmm. since the since sort of the, the the some of the leanest days of the wilderness years without the TV shows on when I started going when uh, when really before the audios even took off in a way, but when the books were really where it was at with Doctor Who, uh, you know, after the you know a few years after the TV movie. Mm -hmm. And uh, and and I'm certainly um, uh, it's sad that the forum and the newspaper are going to go. Uh, personally, you know, perhaps selfishly, I'm happy that the convention isn't going anywhere because I can't imagine what we'd uh, what we do without that. It's uh, uh, it, it's it's the place in the the world. I know I might upset some people in the UK because there's a whole bunch of events every year, but. You know, I've, and I've been to a lot of UK conventions, but I don't see as many people who are involved with making the current show at those UK conventions as I do at Gallifrey. And it does feel like this this, this meeting of fandom, and because we get, I don't know how many, you know, sometimes you, probably more than 100 people coming from Britain to Gallifrey. It feels like the whole world's there. So, and, you know, New Zealand and even Australia, and, you, you, you know, you, so you, you get representation. Yeah, so much so that they bring their weather with them, as yes. this well, they did last year, yeah. <laughs> oh, that happens almost every year. <laughs> what's interesting what? about Gallifrey and what's, what's a tribute to the convention and to Outpost Gallifrey, the website, was that for a Los Angeles-based convention and website and fan group to be so prominent, for mm -hmm. a British show, you know, Doctor Who um, conventions and fandom and, and the history and all that. Uh, although it's a worldwide phenomenon, it was it seems kind of weird that the convention, one of the most successful Doctor Who conventions in the world, is associated with Los Angeles, as far away from from where the show is made, you know, as you could possibly get, perhaps, you know, few exceptions. And the website, the number one fan website, was, again, a Los Angeles-based thing. Not exactly uh, dead center when, you, when you're thinking about news coming for Doctor Who. You know, you, if you wanted to be in the center of the action, you'd think London or now you'd think Cardiff. But uh, the, the fact that it was still the center of, of many people's yeah. lives who were Doctor Who fans, and it was based out of Los Angeles. I think it comes from... Uh, Sean and all of the people that have helped on the different areas, always making the whole Gallifrey zone about what Doctor Who is today, whenever today is. And and through those years, it was it, it was the TV movie. And if you go back, and I remember I saw some video from the Sci-Fi Channel. The Sci-Fi Channel was at Gallifrey, and Phil Siegel was there every year, and uh, and then and the books and the audios. And then the new series, it was sort of, you know, ground zero for the fandom around the new series. That's where, I, you know, I go there and, you you know, back in 2004 and 2005 and hear all these rumors. Uh, and, you know, some of them turned out to be true. It was always about Doctor Who now. It was never just looking back. It was never just a retrospective of a canceled or long canceled TV series. So they were so well placed in all of their endeavors to just... To, to, to not not take the torch but or, or baton but run with you know they already had it but they really ran with it when mm -hmm. Russell T Davies brought the show back. Lewis and I spoke by phone when when he uh, received you know was communicating with Sean the other day after this announcement was made and I just was picking Lou's brain about you know what he thought was going to happen and and Lewis you made a, a a nice point you know we were trying to say well who is it that's going to pick up the baton now. And you kind of had the, uh, the the opinion that it was going to be spread out amongst all the different sites. Different people would gravitate to different places. 
um, be it convention websites or websites like ours for the podcast or um, yeah, I was spot saying on, that spot I, think, on. I think a lot of uh, participants of the Doctor Who News Forum, um, you know, Outpost Gallifrey, probably, I mean, not all of them, but a, a good portion of them probably were also registered on other Doctor Who forums and sites and whatnot. And I think their participation in those other sites will now increase. And, um, and but, you know, you, you never know. There could be another site that will start gaining more momentum or whatever. But as Sean said, you know, there's no one stopping any other fans from yeah. creating what he had created. And, you know, we'll see where it goes from here. But uh, I think, you know, the community is there, as Sean said. So I don't think the community is going away. Where that community goes and or concentrates is, is you know, that's like predicting the weather. So <laughs> as, as sad as it is that uh, the forum and, and I think for me, my personal opinion, the news page, which has just been. Uh, you know, before I mean, I'm a small contributor to it now, and but but just for for so many years, such an invaluable resource. As sad as it is that those things are going away, I think in in a way it's kind of good. It's going to be so interesting to see what happens, and it's it's exactly what Lewis said, and it's going to be like the Wild West. And for there's a little just, while, perhaps till somebody yeah. steps up and, and really grabs but, it. But that's good. I mean, that's that's renewal. That's that's this is where the those you know the new people find their area to you know step in and do something new do something different uh do something more the, 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 we have possibilities and mm -hmm. as as great as what we have until july 31st is there, there, there's not you know there, there's room to maneuver around it uh but it, it's huge and it's been it's been an amazing contributor but you know, it's 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 so much more exciting in a way to think what we might see now. Uh, just like in the in you know Doctor Who fandom or any fandom is is full of the the you know the the biggest fanzine that went away. Well, there was always more fanzines to come, and the the big conventions that that used to exist and then they went away, and new conventions took over, and That's clubs, true. and it's 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 all renewal. And uh, and it seems so fitting that that the timing here, you know, as we're coming to an end of Russell T Davis, who David Tennant, who Moffat's coming in, new series, new Doctor, new companions, a whole new feeling about it. It it seems to draw an orderly line between order and you know whatever period of slight chaos we might be in for. I, I you know I I love the positivity because that's totally what I'm into. That you you're taking the positive approach to it, but you can't help for, but feel sad for for such a community that's been together for a really long time. And they have thousands of active users on there. And, and for many people, it was the starting point of their day. And um, Lewis, my first, my first um, reaction, uh, uh, no, my first foray into online Doctor Who fandom was when Lewis, part of me even having Internet access, Lewis used to print out Sean Lyon's newsletter. Oh, yeah. Do you remember Sean used to put out like a, a, a newsletter that he would email out in the maybe mid-90s? Yeah. And I didn't have internet access. And I remember Lewis used to make a printout of it and staple it together. Whenever, whenever I would see him, he'd be like, oh, here's, you know, one or two or three, depending on the interval that I saw Lewis and, and would catch up on all my Doctor Who news that way. So well, these are, you know, to me, it's, this is the this was the the start 
of Doctor Who fandom on the internet, and that's mm. so. There, if there's a touch of sadness, that's where it comes from. And but my concern right now would be if this is going to, in any whatsoever way, affect the the annual conventions because that community w- was hopefully well. I I would imagine was um, building, you know, and and interacting on the site, working its way to the convention. Maybe Mike could fill us in more on the percentage of how many users of the site were actually actually going to the convention, oh. or if there's any parallel there. Well, I, I mean, I think it's a very, just mathematically, it's a very small percentage. Uh, I think that uh, since there's, I don't know how many tens of thousands or, you know, many tens of thousands of registered users on the forum, Doctor uh, Gallifrey is a huge Doctor Who convention, but it's still between one and 2,000 people. Uh, and then, uh, and and I think in fact the news. I've always felt there are probably more people that read the news page than are have ever registered for the forum. I mean, mm-hmm. I think the number of yeah. people that might re- have read that news page goes into the hundreds and hundreds of thousands. Like the from, casual yeah, yeah. person I, who clicks I, on it. But. I absolutely think that casual yeah. people, those people. I don't know what's going to happen to them. I don't know where they're going to look. They're going to all search around, and they'll I guess they'll find they'll Google Doctor Who, and they'll they'll find their new place. I think the people that are really ingrained in the forums and you know the the active community in the Gallifrey convention threads on the forums. I think, as as has been said, there most of them will be on other forums. They'll be on Facebook. They'll be actually, I think most of those people are on Facebook, and there's tons of uh, tons of groups associated with that that same community. So. It'll find new places in, in dedicated Doctor Who uh, sites through social networking. I, I, there's no re- if, if the community is this great, worthwhile community that you say it is, and I think it is, it'll survive because its mm-hmm. own inner strength will, will, will carry it through. Um, yeah, well, it's, the, it's, I don't know where the casuals will go. No, the, the there's, other th- there's a possibility that there still may be a forum strictly dedicated to the convention saying on the site, I don't know. The other thing, too, uh, is that the internet in 2009 the the um online community moved so fast there was a time even only a few years ago where the, that news would get posted and and you'd still have to find your way to that website to find out what's going on with the social networking now the 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 facebooks and the twitters of the world and things like that i mean this announcement about a new companion came out and everyone knew about it within the entire Doctor Who online community knew about it within minutes. It spread so fast. Before the story is even written for the news page. Yeah. <laughs> you know, exactly. and I, know what, I know what that feels like. You know, I went through it uh, last week with uh, the big Canadian news. And, you know, everybody knows and you're there writing the story. <laughs> that leads us into the next, the next uh, topic. And well, before we do that, I just um, in a little self-serving news bit is in, it's only because it relates to Outpost Gallifrey's a website closing that out of pure coincidence, the day before <laughs> this news came out about Outpost Gallifrey closing, we opened up our new site for, to preview for, for the public. We've been working on it for the past month or so. Uh, this is we, We're doing this deliberately to coincide with our 24th anniversary of the Gallifrey Embassy. And so we had just opened the, the gates, as it were, the night before that this came out. So um, if you haven't checked it out, go to gallifrenemacy.org and you'll be, um, th- there'll be a link there for the new site 3.0, we're calling it, and you can go to that site and explore the new um, site that we have developed to, uh, to um, celebrate our 24th anniversary and we can go into our 25th year with a new website. Yeah, and it's a, it's a snazzy new 
modern, sexy, swinging website. But it's just so funny that it, it has happened to be the day before all this went by, by no grand design or plan. But it is – there's the forums there, and our forums have been very active, and, and we welcome anybody who, who um, may be um, looking for a new forum to go to. You're more than welcome to the, come to the Gallifrey Embassy. You know, we have the forums news, and um, and now we have blogs as well. That will be a new feature to our site. And on that note, we'll be right back with more news and announcements. This is Daphne Ashbrook, and you're listening to Doctor Who Podshock. Is this register open? The register light is on, isn't it? Did you find everything you needed? Yeah, I think so. What you got here? Let's see. One veggie wrap, three sixty-nine. One latte, three ninety-five. One slice of marble cake, a dollar seventy-five. One Doctor Who monthly magazine, eight ninety-nine. Doctor Who tenth Doctor figure with adipose, nineteen ninety-five. Uh, I take it you're a Doctor Who fan. Yes. Uh, how did you guess? Uh huh. And what's this, uh, Doctor Who Podshock? It's a podcast. A podcast? There's no price on it. I need a price check. Frank, I need a price check. Please come to the register. I need a price check. Yeah. How much is this podcast? I don't know. I don't see it listed here. Well, I gotta know what to charge him for it. Hmm. Well, what do you think it's worth? What do you think this podcast is worth? This podcast is made possible in part by support from listeners like you. We would like to thank Brian Snape and Judith Bikus for their recent donations. If you too would like to donate, please visit our website at gallifreyembassy.org or podshock.net and click the donate link. We appreciate your support and thank you. And we are back with Doctor Who Podshock. Mike, we were talking about the convention, and we're going to head into two bits of Canadian news, one being the, the broadcasting. But first, I wanted to talk a little bit about you're involved in Who Party Toronto, which is now Who Party Toronto 14. That's right. And this event's coming up very quickly. By the time this episode comes out, it, it will be creeping up on us very soon. Tell us a little bit about it. Yeah, well, I, I tell you, every morning when I get out of bed and check my email, I can see how, uh, how close it is creeping up. Uh, yeah, it's, it's our convention that uh, we used to have here in Toronto, and in fact, we have again. Uh, I, I mentioned, uh, I was on the show uh, one of the times I was on, I think maybe late last year, early this year, that we were sort of thinking about getting the band back together and 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 going for another one and that this is going to be who party 14 we uh we did brand it uh, a lot in our publicity as as who party toronto because of the internet age when you see when people are scanning stuff on pages you want them the, you want people from toronto you want the toronto to jump out at them so that that's you know we're not i guess we're not doing direct mail advertising to promote conventions anymore 
Uh, it's a, so Who Party 14. It's on Saturday, June 13th, which is, uh, well, I guess it's about nine days from when we're recording, but uh, coming up very soon uh, and, uh, at the Best Western Primrose Hotel in uh, downtown Toronto. I'm going to give out the website right at the top so that uh, uh, people can check it out. I'm not just going to sit here and read the website and into the podcast. Uh, people can check out all the stuff going on. And it's whopartytoronto.com. And we've got uh, f- right now four guests lined up who are uh, coming in for the convention. Uh, we're uh, excited about all of them. Uh, but I'll say first, uh, we have Colin Teague, who's uh, direct, the first person who's directed for Doctor Who, Torchwood, and the Sarah Jane Adventures. Um, uh, his Doctor Who episodes in particular are Sound of Drums, Last of the Time Lords, and Fires of Pompeii. And I know I look forward to asking uh, Colin <laughs> about the casting of Karen Gillan in the Fires of Pompeii, since uh, he will be the director that, uh, you know, working with, uh, with, with uh, I guess, Andy Pryor and the casting people, first cast the new companion in Doctor Who and presumably brought her to at least somebody's attention. Uh, and, uh, and, and now she's back. Um, so we're, we're, we've got Colin coming over, and this is going to be his first ever Doctor Who convention anywhere. Uh, uh, we're looking forward uh, to, uh, to having Colin, Colin there. Uh, we've got Rob Sherman, uh, who uh, I think everybody knows, uh, wrote uh, Dalek back in the first series. And is he's an old friend of ours. He came and did a, an event for us years ago in Toronto before uh, the new series came in. And, and uh, you know, now we're, we're at a full-scale convention running in a hotel. Last time Rob did one of our events, uh, we were in the upstairs of a pub. Rob is a really wonderful guest. He's a very warm, generous person. Uh, don't be shy around him. He, he'll be more than happy to talk to you. And he, he's there's nothing... Um, presumptuous about him he's 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 a really down-to-earth um great guy and he's not paying me to say that <laughs> i i heard a rumor that he's writing for matt smith's season so i i right off the bat that's like i'm sure he's going to get asked that the minute he walks in the door like okay what's the scoop and then of course he's going to have to say i i don't know what you're talking yeah. about I, I couldn't possibly comment <laughs> yeah i couldn't i'm possibly. sure i'm sure that's what we're gonna what we're gonna hear but he will be asked uh, and, uh, and, and, and don't hold it against somebody, anybody who says that, because, uh, whether it's true or not, uh, you know, these guys, uh, generally sign agreements <laughs> that, that they're not allowed to answer the question. Uh, I don't know, uh, uh, it, it, it's gotta be tough. You gotta guard yourself sometimes, but, uh, you know, as, as, as to what you can say, I know I've, you know, I, the, the, the people who are BBC employees in particular are under really, uh, really tough, uh, uh, I guess restrictions under what they can talk about, and the freelancers less so. But I mean, you still can't talk about stuff till it's publicly announced. Yeah, I wonder if Colin Teague is going to be doing something in Matt Smith's season. You know, that's well, he directed for series three. He directed for series four. Yeah. Yeah. It, it does. It. Uh, he directed for Torchwood one, Torchwood two. But, you know, so uh, it, I, I know we'll be asking him as well. And a guy who's not directing for the next series is Toby Haydick, uh, who's also one of your guests. Yep. Where Toby's uh, coming in, he's going to do the his uh, Moss Ate My Doctor Who scarf uh, fringe, uh, Inver Fringe show. Well, that's where it started, I believe, uh, at the convention to, to to cap off the day. Um, Toby is somebody who wasn't he wasn't on our radar um, when we started planning this event, and then I saw him at Gallifrey, and then you know we got in touch with uh, through a mutual friend, and and we invited him to come to Toronto and do the show. Uh, is this the first time it's being performed in Canada? First time it's being performed in Canada, yes. 
and I guess the the second time in North America. Uh, so I think that's. Uh, I'm not going to say it's a steal for us to get the first Canadian performance since we're the only Canadian convention. Uh, <laughs> but I think it's it's amazing that Toronto fans will be able to see this uh, at a convention uh, locally because it's it's not you know maybe not the sort of show we have a huge fringe festival here we have lots of theater but it's maybe not the sort of show that's going to come to town through the theater circuit. Mm-hmm. And so to to get it at a Doctor Who convention included, you know, a full show included in the price of the convention. Um, you know, I'm 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 hoping that I have the time at the convention to sit down and see the show again. I know that is extremely unlikely. <laughs> He's also he also is a, a hardcore Doctor Who fan. I mean, with an encyclopedic knowledge of Doctor Who, just just chatting with somebody about Doctor yeah. Who who's, you know, He's got yeah, the and, big brain like that is a good thing. You also have and, Lance Parkin coming to right. the convention. Uh, Lance Parkin, who's, uh, I think, probably one of the best-known uh, writers of the uh, the books and the audios through the, the Virgin years, the BBC years, Big Finish. Uh, he recently uh, uh, wrote a uh, one of the Tenth Doctor adventures, The Eyeless, uh, which is uh, one of the more recent releases for the, uh, I'm not sure what to call them, not the, the BBC Tenth Doctor adventures. Uh, the old one we have uh, we have short forms for all the other old book series, and so we're you know we, we feel we, we're trying to cover we're we are really concentrating on the new series, uh, and and a little bit on you know sort of also what's gone in between. But tried to get tried to, tried to look at the the new series and be current and, and bring in a guest lineup that reflects what's happening with Doctor Who today. And that's uh, it's 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 been a challenge at times because you know all of these guys are uh, busy people. They're all working. I will say we're still working on one more guest. I can't say who it is. Uh, you know we're probably only 50-50 that we'll add a fifth guest. I don't know what we're going to do with a fifth guest at a one-day convention. <laughs> we're going to run out of time. Uh, but uh, you know hopefully we'll do that and it'll be a, a terrific day. Uh, whether we have four guests or five guests, it's 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 going to be an action-packed day. And we're we're sitting down doing the scheduling. You know you wish you had a weekend. You wish you could you know yeah. put. You know, we've got big stuff happening against each other at at a at a you know a, you know medium-sized Toronto Doctor Who convention, uh, but we have no choice. So there's there's just you know there's only uh, you know we've got a, a ten hour you know, ten out ten hours from when we open the doors till we till we close the doors and, and and a lot of stuff to fit in there and and some fun stuff and some of our Toronto you know tradition stuff. We always uh, we always try to ha- do something fun with the our trivia contest. Long before other conventions were doing the the game show parodies, uh, we were doing them here. And you know, we started off the weakest links and Doctor Who Millionaire and all these all these different things. And we have another fun uh, trivia. Um, I was going to say panel, but trivia contest isn't quite the way. We're a trivia show planned that uh, uh, will hopefully be involving a couple of the guests, although I haven't told them that I've scheduled them to do that yet, so uh, I won't promise that, but uh, I'm sure they'll feel real bad if they don't want to do it, and I've already gone on here and said that uh, they probably will. Uh, so it's, it's, it's yeah, it's, uh, we've, uh, and I said at the start, we're sort of getting the band back together, the same group of guys that uh, ran... Uh, uh, this convention until it, it I wouldn't say it folded, but it went on the shelf back in 2001. And, and we've had events now and then since then, uh, where pub events or con, you know smaller conventions without guests, but this is our first full-scale convention in, in eight, nearly eight years. 
and it, it looks to be good. It looks to, looks like we're going to get a good crowd. We already we've already have more people pre-registered than attended the last convention in its entirety. Uh, so That's fantastic. We, uh, halfway through the planning, we're actually a little late announcing our hotel. It's been announced for a long time now because we behind the scenes we kind of switched hotels to a bigger hotel. Wow. Uh, well, uh, even once we started selling memberships, we, we still hadn't announced the hotel. We thought oh, we better get a bigger hotel so that we, uh, you know, have enough room for everybody. And uh, so, yeah, we got a bigger room and we got three tracks of programming instead of just one or two. And uh, it, 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 nerve wracking. It, 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 <laughs> oh, it's, it's, you know, I've taken basically two weeks off of work uh, full time. It's a full time job for me, eight, 10 hours a day working, you know, answering the emails and getting everything ready and, wow. and starting on, you know, starting in, I don't know, uh, well, six days time guests start to fly into town and we got guests to look after and show around uh, you know maybe in retrospect it's good it is only a one-day convention because i wouldn't survive without it, <laughs> it well, my, my recommendation for for anybody who's in the area anybody around toronto or buffalo or any of the the, the cities that you can make it by car or train or whatever make, make your way to who party 14 in toronto it's coming up very quickly as of the release of this podcast on Saturday, June 13th, 2009. And whopartytoronto.com is the website. Lewis will embed that in the enhanced podcast, I'm sure. But it's great to support, if you're um, a Canadian Doctor Who fan, it's great to support the Canadian Doctor Who convention. I think that's awesome, and I'm glad you've brought it back. I, I hope that this is a success enough that you make it an annual thing, not a semi-annual thing as, it, as it's been yeah, yeah, we and, we we sure hope so. And you have many first-time uh, guests there, and uh, Toby Haddock, who we had on our show live at Gallifrey, uh, who was performing his for, for the first time in the U.S. at Gallifrey. I'm guessing or assuming that this is probably his first time in Canada performing. I th I think it is. It may even be his first time in Canada. Wow. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm not totally sure about that, but uh, I know at least I know that either either Toby or or Colin had never even been to the country before, so. Uh, that's uh, you know I think that's always uh, I think that's always a bonus when you're running a convention if you can uh, for for some of the guests you can bring them to somewhere they get to visit somewhere they've never been before. Of course, uh, will you give us a report on the convention uh, if, once once uh, once you've rested from if, your very stressful if, weekend? If if I am still sane and alive, okay, uh, <laughs> and and recovered from my uh, my big post convention trip that I'm planning <laughs> three days after the guests leave town. Because uh, I'm sure we, you're going to come away with a ton of like stuff you're going to want to talk about, or you know, different things that happened, and 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 put us, put the people who can't <laughs> make it there, put us in the picture as to how Who Party 14 went down. Yeah, it's uh, absolutely. It's and I've I've done a, a lot of conventions in the past over near well, actually over 20 years, but started sort of bringing in guests from England in the early 90s and. It's uh, it's it's always a fun and rewarding thing to do, but it's also always yeah you're right it's tiring and yeah uh, you know so I may not want to think about it for a few days, but then I'll gotta get uh, <laughs> I'll get everything down and and then you're the, the bad times are only stress and stress doesn't last yeah. uh, is uh, th th there's no other bad times in my experience in running these in running these things if as long as everything goes more or less to plan and and so far everything's uh, pretty good. It, it always seems like you, you wind up enjoying it more when you think back on it a few days later because it all starts to sink in. Like when it's happening, it's just going so quickly that you're like – you don't even have time to absorb everything that you're seeing and hearing and, and the goings on. But 
Um, it's, I think you're going to be in for a hell of a time. I think based on what you're saying about the, the advanced sales and stuff, and there's just the incredible buzz on, on the new show, and it's, it's extremely popular in Canada. And I think you just, I think it's going to surprise you. That's my, yeah. I'm putting on my Kreskin yeah. hat and, 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 you know, and, and one thing, sorry, one thing I take as a, as a great positive is in going through our, our pre-registered members, I look and there are very few familiar names. The, we've got some of the names on there that, you know, we used to have in the old days, uh, but there's so many more and there's so many new people. And that, that to me is just so amazing. These, I know there's going to be a lot of people at their first ever Doctor Who convention, maybe their first ever convention of any kind. Cool. And that, that's, uh, there are these, um, you know, in the, in the history of my, my life and fandom, you know, like I only had one first convention that was my first convention, but uh, there's so these lightning points in, in the history of any fandom where so many people, there was a huge inrush of new, new blood and new people and new fans. And that was one of our objectives when we, when we decided to bring Who Party back, was to bring mm -hmm. in new, new people. And we've already succeeded at that. We already we can tell by the list that how many brand new people we're going to have, and uh, Doctor Who fandom depends on that that change and that refresh, and that new blood to to keep going. And uh, like I said we, we we've succeeded in that already. So the the rest can it's just gravy. It's all it's all going to be good. That's cool. That's it's, and it's exciting and 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 it's good to hear the excitement in your voice because I know you feel by bringing the new people in that your efforts now are it's not like you're you're retreading old things that it's it's something that it, it you're you're doing something that's uh, moving forward not moving backward that's right it's not about doing one more and then shutting shutting up shop well if anybody's going feel free to support your pod shock by perhaps wearing your pod shock t-shirt on Absolutely. To party. that would be fantastic show the love for pod shock as lewis james and i can't be there in person now probably a lot of the talk going on um at the convention will be about space picking up the new show as well i mean it, the, the news coming out very quickly on the heels of the u.s announcement with bbc america and and some of the things going on with the specials mm -hmm. um fill us in please on on space and and what's going on in canada as far as uh, the the new specials go yeah, well, it's in, it's pro probably the worst kept secret in Doctor Who fandom in Canada was that uh, uh, Doctor Who is moving to space. Uh, I did a story on the, on the on Obel Scalafrey news page back in early April, kind of predicting it and rumoring it. Um, uh, even then, it wasn't that great a prediction because the next Doctor aired on <laughs> uh, aired on space back in March, uh, after the CBC had not picked up the the last couple of specials. They'd uh, They'd show, after they showed Series 3, they never aired Voyage of the Damned. In fact, going back before that, the CBC only, only showed The Runaway Bride at midnight after they showed, uh, and it's absolutely terrible that I cannot remember the first episode, name of the first episode of the third series, uh, <laughs> the one that comes between New Earth and Partners in Crime. Uh, but whatever that, uh, that episode was, uh, they, they aired, ended up just burning off the special in the middle of the night, uh, when nobody was watching, and then they stuck it online. Smith and Jones. Smith and Jones, thank you. Mm -hmm. uh, and so yeah, they uh, and then they they didn't bother with Voyage of the Damned. It looked like they weren't going to bother with the next Doctor. Uh, the, the the CBC mentality, they're 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 not a think outside the box kind of network. They don't know there is an outside of the box. So as far <laughs> as they were concerned, Doctor Who was a TV series. 
and the specials are superfluous. That's un under the management uh, th that exists today, because, of course, we got Christmas Invasion on Boxing Day. Uh, that's December 26, one day after the UK got it on Christmas Day back in, in 2005. But yeah, those people... That. Those people who, who were at the CBC when, when they got on board and started as a co-production partner with Doctor Who back in 2003 if, or four, whenever they first uh, signed on, they're all long gone from the CBC. And, and, and it's really sad to say, but despite good ratings and a dedicated audience and at times very little promotion to get those good ratings and yeah, a very profitable show, CBC was kind of embarrassed by Doctor Who, quite frankly. There were people there that just, they, it's, it's not Canadian enough for them, or it's not artistic enough for them. Uh, when Doctor Who won some awards, uh, through some Canadian science fiction awards, and the CBC was eligible to, to collect those awards on behalf, this is sort of like the, I don't know, the, the Canadian Hugos, the, the kind of awards, the constellations. Uh, the, the organizers had trouble finding anybody at the CBC who would admit that Doctor Who was a Canadian co-production. <laughs> I mean, this is a public taxpayer-funded institution putting yeah. money into co-producing a show, and then, you know, they kind of don't want to do anything with it. Now, they know, of course, for the bottom line, that they throw it on, they can sell their advertising for more money because, quite frankly, Doctor Who got better ratings than most uh, of the CBC's schedule. Yeah, it should also be noted that the CBC was the first North American showing of new Doctor Who in, in 2005. Yeah, it was the first showing outside the UK. Because <laughs> yeah. we got it We got it 10 days. We Well... We got it legitimately 10 days after the original <laughs> broadcast, I'll say. Because, uh, you know, CBC has made some other great contributions to the uh, yes. history of the new series. <laughs> uh, not that I know anything about that. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so with the CBC out, we always knew that Space was interested in Doctor Who. Uh, a quote we got from Space, which is, uh, for, for anybody who doesn't know Space, it's kind of like the Canadian sci-fi channel, except they are just science fiction uh <laughs> no wrestling uh, no no there's and, and uh, not be changing the name to Seafield or anything like that no and uh you know, i guess you could say a stretch they might air some some uh, fantasy or adventure programming uh and, and and in fact occasionally some science programming but no definitely not wrestling or ghost hunting or anything like that and uh, Space was interested in Doctor Who way back when, but, you know, you have a sort of second-tier cable channel versus national network available to pretty much 100% of the country. Yeah. Um, you know, you know who has the money. Uh, I, I believe the quote that we got from a friend of ours at Space was the CBC, you know, drove up a dump truck of money and, you know, it was just out of Space's hands. But as uh, with the CBC losing interest, Space first, they picked up that, that, that special, you know, they picked up the next Doctor. They had picked up Planet of the Dead, and there, there was, it was strongly rumored we were going to get Planet of the Dead on um, June 20th. We'd, we'd received word that we'd get it in June. I was just sitting there really hoping they weren't going to pick June 13th to broadcast it, because that, that would not be conducive to a good attendance at a Doctor Who convention the same day. Everybody's staying home and watching on TV. Uh, so uh, then the BBC announcement, the BBC America announcement came out that they wouldn't have Planet of the Dead till July. What do you know? The next day we hear, oh, space is, you know, now, now it's, it's going to happen at the end of July instead of in, you know, late June. Oh, and by the way, we're getting we're getting the rest of the specials. We've bought the rights to series one through four and all the previously aired specials. Oh, and we're getting the new series of Torchwood. 
So they, I think the, it's, it's, you, you didn't, it's not wrong to connect the, the, what's happening in the States, what's happening in Canada here. I think they're trying to keep it, it unified so that one country is not going to get it too quickly before the other mm-hmm. and, and all of the problems that can entail. It was. It's one thing. I, I mean, I think it's more important that probably to the American rights holder that it isn't shown in Canada uh, first than the other way around, uh, simply because money talks and yeah. uh, and such. But uh, space will be the new uh, the new home of Doctor yeah, Who. Sounds like a it's, loving home as well. It's 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 good and it's bad. Um, CBC, for all of their faults, is available to everybody. You could be up in the Northwest mm-hmm. Territories, a thousand kilometers from another living person, and probably pick CBC up with rabbit ears. Uh, space is a a sort of second tier cable. It's not a basic cable channel. I think it's the one of the it's one of the cheaper packages. It's not digital like BBC Canada is, uh, but you have to get an extra package if you live somewhere that your cable is part of a group package. You may not get space. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you just have basic cable, you'll have to pay more. But after four years of Doctor Who running on the CBC, it's built up an audience of hundreds and hundreds of thousands of people in this country. And so I think it's a good move for space because this is the kind of show that we'll get. And, you know, I was talking to Ken off the air for a while, but, you know, maybe, you know, Doctor Who on BBC America will get them some extra ratings. You people subscribing to the channel just for Doctor Who. I think that's going to happen with space. Does people space... that have. I'm sorry, go ahead, finish. Yeah. Uh, so people that have been watching on the CBC will want to know where the show's gone, and they will follow it to space. If it had started on space back in 2005, the audience never would have been what it is today, mm-hmm. as that new audience may not have been exposed to the show. Uh, simply good ratings on space are not the same as good ratings on, on the network. Yeah, yeah. It's, what I was about to ask was now with Planet of the Dead and moving forward with Doctor Who being in HD, does space have an HD channel? Unfortunately not, and the CBC does. <laughs> so that's one That's one thing we'll actually end up losing out on. Is, well, hopefully uh, they will. I mean, it seems to be the, the trend uh, moving forward with all television networks is, is to move up to HD. Uh, and BBC America just announced um, they're starting, they're launching their HD channel, I believe July 20th. Uh, just going July 20th with a sci-fi week, including yes. Torchwood and New Doctor Who and think primeval as well and they're probably just loading it up they 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 see an opportunity to grab you know okay now sci-fi channel doesn't want to carry doctor who no problem we're going to show you british science fiction and they're going to hammer punch it you know with with julie gardner now here in the states and and you know they're going to make a big splash at comic-con right around that same time yeah, San Diego. which is sold out by the way san diego comic-con is sold out there's there is be a, a torchwood panel yeah, i was just going to say there was going to be a torchwood panel and possibly uh, a, a doctor who guest i know that um um gene from the doctor who store is is bringing a, a a classic doctor who guest that will be at his table you know to to have signing there and stuff so doctor who's going to be well represented in bbc america is going to be well represented out at, at, at that time and this for anybody who and to to uh, to sew this all together anybody who's doesn't have BBC America as part of their cable package there's a great opportunity to make their their voices and their opinions heard especially with the launch of the HD channel because you can say look this is the date it's starting and this is what it's presenting and as a fan of these things we want to see it yes america <laughs> we want our H- we want our BBC America yeah, we good, want our BBC America. Good time to tell your tell your spouse or partner why you now need that HD TV. 
<laughs> that, that's true, too. Well, and, and other related HD news is that there's going to be a Blu-ray HD version of Planet of the Dead coming to us um, after BBC America is shown. In fact, it's quite un uh, unprecedented that we're having BBC America showing it, uh, and then almost immediately following it, they're going to be releasing it on DVD and, and Blu-ray Planet of the Dead. Yeah, and in Region 1, which will also benefit Canadian viewers as well. Yeah, and it one. says right on the package, yeah. as seen on BBC America. Yeah. Uh, the, the regular, the standard definition um, DVD is coming out at the same time, but the big news, of course, is the, is the Blu-ray, the, to be able to see it in high definition, the first ever Doctor Who in high definition. It's, yeah, it's great. You know, we were wondering about this when they made the announcement about the Region 2 disc coming out in June. So. But oddly nothing about um, the next Doctor, as you know, which is um, coming on BBC America first. <laughs> yeah, yes. well... It's weird how how that's working, but I think they they're really just anxious to capitalize on the on the Blu-ray side of it. I know they're probably putting it out on on DVD just for the sake of putting it out, but mm. it's really all about selling the Blu-ray. And, and in addition to that, the Children of Earth Torchwood that that's coming out on Blu-ray and H and DVD as well, coming in out September? immediately following it. Is is it in September or is it in July? It's um. Hold on. <laughs> I, I I was under the impression it was September, but it's even if, it, if the, even if that's the case, it's it's only uh, six weeks away or whatever, month and a half, it's, two months. Uh, let's see. Um, the uh, I believe it's um, July twenty eighth. Um, really, I didn't realize it was that soon. I mu maybe they moved it up or. Or I have my information incorrect, which is very possible. Happens all the time. Yeah, I will I believe add. it's um, as of uh, the beginning of June. I think it's scheduled for July twenty eighth. Yeah, and and we're expecting uh, Torchwood Children of Earth on space during the month of July as well. Uh, nicely, nice symmetry with coincide America there. Yeah. Well, that's great. Uh, you have a network that you know that prioritizes. Torchwood and Doctor Who and, and you know, in space, where um, the CBC, as you were mentioning before, they, they didn't seem to make it a priority yeah. uh, since they've used it as filler for yeah. the hockey strike. Yeah. Well, I will say, I got to say that back at that time, the CBC was totally behind Doctor Who. And it's just there was an attrition of management and a new, a new regime that came in with new direction and new, new ideas for the network. Mm. Uh, so the, the the executives that were behind Doctor Who then it was uh, I mean they rushed it up because of the hockey uh, the hockey lockout the hockey strike, but they were totally behind it then and mm -hmm. the, and and the the level of support as as Doctor Who fans that we got from the CBC back in 2005 was was startling uh, for for a, for a major network and they were just they were so accommodating. With and, the website uh, and their own documentaries yeah. and the whole thing, they really went they went gung ho. And and to some extent, behind the scenes at the CBC, some of that support has stayed there. We still uh, for series four, we still had a, a really nice website uh, for Doctor Who that's that's actually still up. And in fact, it's where we announced uh, Who Party Toronto, Who Party fourteen, uh, was on the CBC website last. We just we just were when we were testing the waters, they put mm -hmm. it right up on their their site. Uh, they it was you know the the, the people that worked on Doctor Who. Uh, cared, uh, but the management really didn't. And 
it's uh, it, to, to me it's sad i there was something especially cool about having doctor who as a as a hit network show as a prime time network show on cable you know on cable it's on channel six you know that's it's 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 low on the dial and and and, and especially in the early days and the tv guide cover and all of that all of that push they gave it yeah uh, but it just uh, the new new people came in and they didn't they didn't get it and and and, it, and it's sad cuz they they didn't get it from an artistic point of view but they also didn't get it from just a money point of view yeah a commercial point of view it's it's, it's a public broadcaster but they have commercials and you know they, they they show they show NHL hockey they show things that bring viewers in and make money to subsidize and pay for some of their other programs yeah. And and Doctor Who, I mean, Doctor Who was, you know, it was. There were times when Doctor Who was the number two network show in its time slot. Behind, and I remember back in 2005 when there was a not yet well known, that well known show called House, uh, some weeks on against Doctor Who, and Doctor Who beat it in the ratings. Wow. Uh, it never quite beat uh, Canadian Idol or American Idol. It was always behind that. It was that that was the those were the shows that were beating Doctor Who. Uh, but uh, of, of the big three networks here, most weeks Doctor Who was number two. Yeah. Well, like you said, though, it, at least it had a good start, and now yeah. the fans who you know the fans who are following and supporting it will follow it to space, and fa- and and space will will benefit from not having to push this, to get the ball rolling. The ball's already moving for them. Yeah, this is going to bring viewers. Uh, the, 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 it's that whole thing, just like BBC America. This is going to bring viewers to the channel. Doctor Who is a killer app for uh, <laughs> for TV networks now. And yeah. wow, it's it's. We thought we'd be lucky to be able to watch Doctor Who. Now it's 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 something networks you know want, not get stuck with. Do we have anything else in the newsroom? Well, we have a bit of news that uh, concerning ourselves and Doctor Who New York. We're doing a joint meeting on the 15th of June to celebrate our 24th anniversary. It's also Doctor Who's uh, Doctor Who New York's um, uh, monthly meeting, and it's going to be a special meeting with some special guests. And mm-hmm. we're very excited about it. It's um, at the Peculiar Pub in um, Greenwich Village in New York City, and it's on uh, June 15th, which is a Monday at 7 p.m. Two days after Who Party Toronto. And the Peculiar Pub is a fine pub. I've been there. <laughs> you, you've experienced what is that not? And I'm sure that doesn't surprise you. <laughs> no. Well, yeah, which, uh, our friends uh, at DWNY have been great, and, and we're having our 24th anniversary. Um, they're being generous in letting us uh, celebrate our, our 24th anniversary. And our friend Joshua Liu will be in town from L.A., uh, um, amongst other guests and other, other friends who will be there to, to help celebrate. You know, DWNY in... This is their sixth meetup in 2009, and this will be their third meetup that's ha- that has had special guests. So they've got a, a nice track record going and, there. And when we say special guests, we're meaning outside of Ken, myself, and Billy yeah, that no, are we're there. We're not special guests. We're, <laughs> we're two people who saddle up to the bar just like everybody else. <laughs> it, it, it makes me jealous of people that get to run uh, Doctor Who fan groups in places like New York City. <laughs> oh, you've got Toronto. What are you kidding me? Yeah, we don't we don't get some of the people just that just happen to be passing through town <laughs> that uh, that some other cities get. You've uh, got Who Party Toronto. That's going to be your new thing. You're going to have oh, a great, great success this time around, and you're going to have Who Party 15 right on the heels of that sometime next year. Yeah, yeah next year. <laughs> yes, next year, yes, definitely. make it an annual thing, Mike. Come on, that's do that, it. That's absolutely what we hope to do. Uh, awesome. 
All right. Well, that about uh, wraps it mm-hmm. up. Yes, Lewis? Yes, it does. I, I just wanted to remind everyone about the, you know, to if you're in town in New York, just make sure make your way there. It's a fun group, even without the special guests. It's DWNY.org is their website for details. Yeah, and, we'll be uh, posting a, uh, an announcement on our site very shortly. So, absolutely. Uh, yeah, it's going to be a busy, or busy weekend, whether you're in Toronto or in New York. Yes. So, I mean, if you, if you hop to Toronto, then hop to New York and uh, make it a, a double, a double, double, dip. double, yeah, double header. <laughs> hey, Mike, thank you so much for, for joining us and, and, um, and standing in for James being that he was, uh, had work commitments. Mike, you've been standing all this time. <laughs> I got to give it up to you. Great to take part. And thanks for giving me a chance to, you know, uh, give some promotion to the convention and let it Oh, it's our know. pleasure. Everybody, it, we just wish we could be there, you know. Yeah. Oh, I wish, you, I wish you could be here too. It's, uh, it's, uh, it's, it's one of the worst things about. Uh, although, when friends of mine want to come to town when I'm running a convention, I say it'd be, I'd love you to come because you'll have a great time at the convention. But it's, it's never for me because I always know I'll be too busy to see them. So I have to go to somebody else's convention <laughs> if I want to see my friends. Well, with any luck, Lewis and I will be at Who, um, the Who Party Toronto 15 next year we hope so that's the new uh that, that'll be the new goal i got you to gallifrey that's right so now i gotta get now i gotta get you to who party <laughs> you figure it's what how how long is it about a seven hour drive maybe from new york to toronto Ooh, i would think uh I, think I don't know how uh it's what it's 500 miles from here to boston i know that so yeah, so yeah well, I'd say it's, no. I'd say it's closer to ten hours. Yes, I think you need a, a you, plane you gotta, for this. Or the, or the way dri- I drive, five you gotta, hours. You got to drive around those big lakes. That's that's <laughs> one of the things. Okay? If you could yeah. drive right through Lake Ontario, that would cut a couple hours off of the drive. Yeah, that would probably save a lot. Um, but as a flight goes, it's, I'm sure it's relatively short. Oh, it's 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 an hour and a half, not even. I think that includes wow. time on the ground. Awesome. Well, again, thanks for for joining us. And, yeah, and I'm looking back. Forward. It's great to have you back on the show again. It's been too well, long. Now you know yeah, what definitely. I've been off doing all these months. When we we'd love to hear the report, you know, after the uh, the party wraps up. We're and gonna... not just from Mike, but anyone else that's attending, uh, feel free to feel free to send your feedback to us at feedback at net and file a report. You know, both um, you can send in an audio. You can, you can call our um, our Pachak public call box number, which. Um, I, I should commit it to memory by now. It's um, da, 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 da. it's two zero six six zero zero six five one seven is our telephone number to leave us feedback there via voice. Uh, you can send it. You can send an MP3 file to feedback at net as well, or just send a, a text message if you if you will, you know, about Coup Party fourteen or or anything else for that matter. <laughs> It's so funny. We, we, we pretty much just covered the news today and, and, and chatting with Mike, and it still turns into the two-hour Time Lord podcast. <laughs> two hour, sorry, two-hour Time Lord. Uh, actually, I think we got it for an hour this time, which is um, good. We're, we're, you know, you've heard of the two-minute Time Lord? <laughs> with two-hour Time Lord podcast. Uh, just, just no matter what we try to do, we didn't even have We don't have any feedback. We don't have any features, and yet we're still rambling on. Well, it's, it's been great, Mike. Again, thanks so much, and we'll see, I guess, everybody next week. Yeah, and as far as feedback goes, we'll we'll get your feedback. We've been getting them. We'll, we haven't ignored them. We'll, we'll do them on our next show, so fear not. All right, so take care, everyone. Take Cheers. it easy, everybody. Okay, talk to you later. 
You have been listening to Doctor Who Parchock by the fan-run GallifreyNembassy.org and presented by Outpost Gallifrey at Gallifrey1.com. Doctor Who is owned and trademarked by the BBC. Doctor Who Parchock is not affiliated with the BBC in any way. Come back next time for another exciting and informative episode of Doctor Who Podshock. You can email us at feedback at podshock.net. Opening theme by Jeff Smith at thejeffsmith.com. This is Louis Trapani. You can follow me on Twitter at twitter.com slash Louis Trapani. You can follow Doctor Who Podshock on Twitter at twitter.com slash podshock. This Art Trap production is brought to you by the Gallifreyan Embassy and has been made possible in part by donations from listeners like you. This podcast was brought to you in living color where available. This looks pretty low tech. Low tech?